gents, welcome to the Moss Outdoorsman with our man, Randall Moss, the small town boy from Gastonia who became a man, a husband, and a father. The six sport, that's right, six sport athlete who became a hunter, a fisherman, and an outdoorsman. You know, sometimes when the balls start bouncing, as he would say, you gotta find something to give you that rush. And boy, oh boy, did my man find something in hunting, fishing, and the outdoorsman life. Now he's giving you tips and tricks so that you could be on top of your game. So now, without further ado, y'all give it up for the host, Mr. Brown Redneck himself, Randy Moss. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Randy, a.k.a. the Brown Redneck. We getting ready to shoot episode three of the podcast. I know a lot of people been asking me about fishing. They was like, hey, I don't hunt, so can you give me some information on fishing? So today's show, I'm going to talk to you about freshwater fishing and a little bit of saltwater fishing. So to give you a breakdown, what you're going to need, go get your license. So you have your freshwater fishing license in North Carolina, and then also you got a different fee to get your uh, saltwater license. Uh, we're going to start out with freshwater. So with your freshwater places, you can go to get your equipment. Same places as hunting. You can go to Bass Pro Shop. You can go to Cabela's. You can go to Dunham's. You can go to Dick's Sporting Goods. You can go to Academy Sports. So the main things I like to fish for in freshwater is mainly crappies and stripers and if you didn't know crappies are getting ready to start biting really really good when they start spawning um when the temperature hits 55 degrees they're gonna start spawning once you find you a good spot man you can have you a field day and catch as many as you want but um go to uh the store get you a rod and reel um whatever your preference is you can get you a um a bait caster, you can get you a spinning reel, you can get you a push button. Um, I know I started out fishing when I was three years old with my grandpas and uh, my grandmas, both of them would take me. I would go with my dad. Um, I started out with a little push button and then I, as I progressed as a fisherman, I end up going and get me a, a spinning reel. But get you a spinning reel, um, throw you on there maybe between six to ten pounds. Um, I don't like to go too light when I'm fishing because you never know what's going to hit. Um, put you six to ten pound uh, monofilament line. Um, I only throw a braided line when I'm throwing jigs. But if I'm fishing live bait, nine times out of ten for crappies, I'm putting a little small crappy minnows on there. Um, I'm going to run my set with a uh, split shot. I'm going to have a bobber on there to adjust the depth of the fish um then i'm gonna put my hook on there and then i'm gonna put my uh my crappy minnow on there and i'm gonna give you a little pro tip right now put you crappy nibbles on there if you want to wear the crappies out um find your spot throw it in the water um if it's daytime i'm fishing with a regular bobber um i might use the yellow ones i might use the uh fluorescent orange but if it's nighttime I'm going to go ahead and get me a bobber that's got a light in it and it's got a BB in it and a rattle. So when you throw it out there in the water, because nine times out of ten when I'm crappy fishing, it's at night and I'm going to a place called Jordan Lake. Um, if you've never been there, you should go there. Check it out. You will wear the fish out. Up there, the fish got to be at least 10 inches long for you to keep and you can keep 20 fish. Um, but you're going to catch fish way bigger than uh than 10 inches long all day, every day. Um, but yeah, get your little setup, get you a night bobber on there, put your little BB on there, throw it out in the water, let it sit for a little bit, 
every once in a while, if the fish don't hit it right away, I'll pop it with that BB in there. It's going to make a little rattle and noise. That's going to attract the fish. They're going to come to it. They're going to take the hook. Next thing you know, your barber's underwater. You got a fish on. Get ready to reel that puppy in. All right, y'all. I want to talk to y'all about when I first started fishing. I was probably four or five years old. Um, I used to go with my dad. I used to go with my grandpa, Pop. Um, we used to fish together a lot, and my Uncle Jimmy. I also used to go with uh, my grandma, Betty. I used to go with my grandma, Hajane. And I used to go with my papa, Don. But I used to start fishing. Um, at a young age, I used to go to a place in Charlotte. Uh, it was called Uncle Jimmy's. That's one of the first ponds I started fishing in. Um, a little small man-made pond. Um, nothing major, you know, get out there, get your line, put a bobber on there, put a split shot. You might put a minnow on there, or you might even put a cricket, or you might put a red worm or a night crawler. Uh, throw out in the water, sit and wait. Ain't no telling what you might catch. You might catch a big old bass. You might catch a um, brim. You could catch a bluegill. Um, every once in a while, you might catch turtles. Um, I used to fish there. I used to go to a well-known place in Gastonia called Biggerstaff. <laughs> That was my grandpa's favorite place, man. We used to stay out there all the time fishing. Uh, we'd be on one side of the ponds fishing. My grandma would be on the other side out there with a cane pole fishing. Um, man, that brings back so many memories. I definitely miss it. Uh, a whole bunch of fun times. A lot of fun memories made. Um, then I also used to go to uh, Rankin Lake. I still fish there every once in a while. That's a good place to check out if you're in the Gastonia area. Um, then I used to go to uh, a little private pond in Heatherlock. Um, this a gold mine in there, but you got to know somebody to fish in there. My aunt and uncle stayed there, so it used to get to the point to where um, I would save my money up. Um, I would cut grass, and I would buy fishing equipment. Um, I bought Shakespeare push-button poles. Uh, then as I progressed as a fisherman, I went and got me some uh, Shimano bait casters and did a little bass fishing in there. But I caught some big old bass in there, some nice crappies, um, some nice brim. I even caught a 30-pound carp in there using my great-grandfather's reel. That's an old Johnson reel. Um, but yeah, just uh, sitting back reminiscing on how I first got into fishing and uh Honestly, man, wishing now they were still around to fish with me, you know what I'm saying, to this day. Because I know they have a, a lot of fun going with me now. But uh, now let me go ahead and, and get back into the um, the details that you need and the equipment that you need to uh, to go out and be successful in your freshwater fishing. Um, you can go to Bass Pro Shop. Bass Pro Shop has a sale going on right now. It's called Crappy Madness. Um, you can go in there and get you a crappy pole. Um, run you some six to ten pound uh mono line on there um get you some split shots get you some bobbers to fish with in the daytime so you want to get you um either the uh, fluorescent orange or yellow bobbers to fish with in the daytime that's what i prefer and then when it's nighttime fishing uh, which is a really good time if you bank fishing for crappies um you want to get you the lighted uh, bobbers that have BBs in them. So when you throw them out, you can rattle it and it'll make noise. Uh, for your hooks, you want to get you some uh, crappy hooks. I usually use the ones made by uh, Eagle Claw. Uh, it's pretty decent. 
And then also you want to get you some swivels and you want to get you lead line. So my setup is I'll run my line down my uh, my rod and my reel. Then I'm going to take and put my bobber on top of that. Then up under that, I'm going to put a split shot. Then up under that split shot, I'm going to put a swivel. I'm going to tie my lead line straight to my hook. Then I'm going to take and put a uh, a crappy minnow on there. You're going to have to uh, figure out the depth of the fish. Once you figure that out, you're in the sweet spot. And then you're going to sit there and catch them all day. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Listen, I, I had to jump on here. Um, usually I'm behind the scenes on things. You know what I'm saying? Your boy Moon the Poet, a.k.a. the novice, because I don't know a thing about the outdoors. Uh, but he's the expert. You know what I'm saying? I, I, Me, I'm good with words. He good with birds. And I ain't talking about drugs, my guy. I'm talking <laughs> about the birds that fly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, hey. The dude know his stuff, man. And so I just be wanting to learn. You know what I'm saying? I know you just did a segment on, on fishing, man. And uh, and I'm sitting here, you know, just behind the scenes. And I'm just thinking, uh, you know, first of all, it was a whole lot of terminology. I'm like, you know, he talking about jigs and swings and all kind of braided. I'm like, what, what, what's what got to be braided? Hair? Like, what's, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, you know, what's going, what you talking about, man? Like, is it, is it? So then I started thinking as you were talking, I guess I was like, okay, so that must be the, the, the lure. Is that the lure or is that? No, the... it's, it's braided fishing line. Oh, so it's so, the fishing yeah, line. Yeah, so you got oh, different, you got, you got okay. your mono line, then you got your braided line. Okay, so mono, you know, means one, so that's single, mm -hmm. and then braided. So is it just is it just two, or is it multiple? Like it's multiple, multiple. multiple. So okay. your, your braided line is super, super strong. Got you. So, so that's I'm, for the I'm, bigger fish. I'm using that when I'm fishing for bigger fish. Now, okay, now it's starting to make sense. The clouds going away, the fog is lifted. Okay, because I'm like, what is he talking about? See that you know, because you you were talking about fishing. Um, and you started out young, you know what I'm saying, with, with your peoples, man. And I, I absolutely love that story, by the way. Um, you know what I'm saying? But it took me back, you know, my grandma, God rest her soul. She was the first and only person that has ever taken me fishing in my life. And I was barely old enough to remember it. And so, you know, I, I, I remember thinking like, man, this is cool with these mosquitoes tearing a brother up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, we definitely, we're going to get together. We're going to go. Hey, and I'm going to have a thermosail too, so you ain't got to worry about the mosquitoes. There we go, my guy. My guys, you're always looking out for the novice. I appreciate it because I'd be out there like, just, you know, smacking my neck. Like, <laughs> bro, I want to fish the kids. Grace, they love me, man. They love my blood. I got that, I got that thick blood, rich blood. Mm -hmm. They love it. They love it. But yeah, man, and, and okay, so I had one more thing, bro. I had to ask this too. Cause I, it, to me, it just doesn't make sense. But you, you can make it make sense for me. Now I know you got salt water, fresh water. Do you got different types of fish in those different types of water? Like, yes, yes. So okay, explain when I'm, that to when me. I'm freshwater fishing. Um, I'm not always fishing for crappies or stripers. That's just like the two main things I like to fish for. Gotcha. So in your freshwater, man, you got your brim. That's what a lot of people grew up catching. Yeah, yeah. You got, yeah, you got brims. Yeah. You got bluegills. Um. You got and they all edible, like you yes, know what I'm saying. Yes, all yes. edible, got you. Okay, yes. you, 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 don't be, you don't need to be like, man, I don't know about that one, bro. Like, uh -huh, the, the, okay, uh -huh. you got right. your brims, you got your bluegills, you got your pumpkin seeds. It's a whole different types of panfish. Got you. You know what I'm got saying? Got you. Um, yeah, those are all edible. But I will say is read your rules and regulations book because in North Carolina. It's different places I wouldn't eat the fish out of. So, I mean, I don't know if everybody, when they get their fishing license, if they get a rules and regulations book and they go to the back or not, because 
it's a lot of places. It's got PCBs. They got dioxins. Now they, wait a minute, hold got, on. You PC, got mercury PC, in the water. Wait, wait a minute, is that like like PCP, like the drug? Like what you talking about? Like what's what is that? PCBs, different chemicals in the water. Oh, chemicals in yes. the water. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do the chemicals get in the water? Like water's supposed to be natural, right? Like it's supposed to be, but people be putting stuff in the water they ain't supposed to. See, all right, we're gonna leave that alone because we we know we, I ain't no conspiracy theory, but <laughs> y'all know y'all know it's crazy out here. Y'all know it's crazy. All right, so yeah, so okay, so so it's chemicals in the water, stuff that don't. So then, of course, uh, I you know I imagine you know simple simple minded as I can be with these things, I can imagine that if you eat the fish that's in this contaminated water, you can get sick. Yes, you know, like really yes. sick. Yes. Okay. So yeah, read that rules and regulations book. In some places in North Carolina, it's got coal ash in the water, so it'll say do not anything from there okay wait a minute hold on now you're talking about ash like what what how the ash get in the water ain't no volcanoes in north carolina ain't like no, what ain't no volcanoes i'll tell you somebody put something in the water <laughs> y'all just blowing my mind right here i thought i i thought i knew my state i thought i okay all right okay so uh yeah definitely we'll be uh looking into some of this stuff to make sure all right, so you you talked about some of the some of the uh, fish that's popular in in the you know I guess the fresh water. I know a lot of people like to catch bass, and that's that's salt water. Is that salt? Bass or fresh water? That's fresh water. Fresh water. Okay. I mean, you do have salt water bass too, called a sea bass. Okay, called a sea bass. Mm -hmm. See, I ain't know that, bro. That's I ain't good. know that. That's good eating too. It's good eating. Yes, they sir. get big. They yes, get pumped. Yeah, I like I like big fish. Now. I do like. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I like big fish. Now. I like big fish. That's what's up. All right, one more question, man. Then I'm gonna let you go because I know you got things to do, bro. But I, I had these burning questions. I was like, man, I, I got to ask, bro, these questions. So I just don't understand why you have certain places where you gotta throw the fish back. Cause I'm like, what's the point of doing all this? And you go through all this and then you catch the fish and then you just so turn like, around. De depending on where you fish it, you gotta, like I said earlier about the rules and regulations book, um, every county is different. You know what I'm saying? For us, what they allow and what they don't allow. Yeah. So, like, okay, for instance, you know how I said Jordan Lake is 10 inches for the crappies. Right. High Rock is 8 inches for the crappies. But, like, what if, okay, but all right, so what if that fish, like, 9.23? Oh, no, you better throw him back. Because if the man, uh, man comes, it's supposed to be 10 inches. I mean, it ain't my fault he got hey, caught. I'm telling you, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> the man going to hit you with a ticket. Good, crazy. I mean, how, they, did they just run up on you and measure your yeah, stuff? Yeah, they, they'll pop up out of nowhere. Good, gracious, man. They got the fish mafia out here. Y'all better watch <laughs> out for them boys, man. They crazy out there. Hey, if you don't know the game, what is nobody to play with? Hey, I feel They you. worse than the regular police. Really? Yes. Good gracious. And you already know. That's because they want to keep all them nine-inch fish for themselves. <laughs> after everybody leave, they be out there catching all them nine-inch fish. See, that, that's wrong, man. That's so wrong, bro. That's all right, though. That's all right. I, I'm, I'm going to have my mouse outdoors, and I'm going to have my boy Randy out there with I'm me. I'm going to get you right. He going to get me right. I'm going to get you he, right. Yeah, because my family, I come back from fishing, they be like, well, y'all, we eating beans tonight. They ain't caught nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I take my boy Randy out there. They like, y'all, we, we frying fish all week. Let's go. Okay, so for instance, um, when I talked about earlier for us fishing for um, Spanish mackerel, Gotcha. They got to be at least uh, 12 inches for you to keep. So what? what's the average? Like, you, I mean, so what I'm asking is, like, what the average as far as, like, uh, do you plan on being successful if you go, you know, like, okay, I know I'm going to catch some 12 inches, oh, yeah. or are they hard to catch? Mm -mm. Okay, okay. 
Mm-mm. So they're usually, you know, a good size. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, it's going to be some times where you go, you know what I'm saying, you got to weed out the small ones. Gotcha. But nine times out of ten, if the fish running, which they're going to run the same time every year. Gotcha. In the salt water. Just gotcha. like the fresh water, the crappies going to bite the same time every year. Like the old heads say, when the dogwoods is blooming, the crappies is biting. Ah, I like that. I like that. I like that. That's what they do. That's what they do. But, yo, man, listen, I ain't going to take up no more of your time, bro. I appreciate this, man, because I'm sitting back here. And, you know, I always learn whenever, I'm, you know, we record the show, man, you doing your thing. I'm sitting back. I'm soaking up. But today I was like, I'm so lost right now, man. I just got to ask my boy some questions. Appreciate you, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Moss Outdoorsman Pro Tip of the Day. Uh Pro tip I'm going to give you real quick. You can go and get you some crappy nibbles. Take that and tip it on the end of that hook um, with your crappy minnow on there. It's almost like fish food when you're feeding your fish, and they make them in all different uh, colors. So you can throw it in uh, in the water. They actually make some that glow in the dark. Um, I really like to use those. They're uh, green, and they make some pink ones. I throw those in the water. I sit back. I've caught some of the biggest crappies you will ever see in North Carolina. Um, I go to a place uh, called Jordan Lake. That's my favorite place to fish from the banks. Um, I fish Jordan. I fish High Rock. I fish Baden. I done fished all three of those in, from the bank and from the boat. And believe you not, I done caught bigger fish fishing from the bank at Jordan Lake than fishing boats in all those uh, three places. Um, but you can catch crappies in all three. But out of those, I'm going to tell you right now. Jordan Lake is the best place to go and go at nighttime. When the water temperature hits 55 degrees in North Carolina, the crap is going to start spawning. So when they start spawning, it means they're going to come into the shallows. So literally, you can take and throw your uh, line in the water, not even three, four feet from the rocks that I'm fishing from. And you're going to sit there and wear the fish out all day. You can catch... um, crappies they got to be at least 10 inches at jordan lake man i done call them 10 11 12 13 14 15 even 16 and 17 inch they call them slabs <laughs> you can catch white crappies out there and you can catch black crappies out there um both of them are really really good it's my favorite fish to catch in fresh water besides stripers um if you never ate you a crappie before i'm gonna tell you right now it's the best thing in fresh water to eat if you like to eat fish um, it's thick, it's white, it's flaky, and it's a juicy meat. It's got a real, real good flavor to it. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance and you in North Carolina, go check those uh, places that I uh, I mentioned. It's Jordan Lake, it's Baden, and it's High Rock. Um, if you're in South Carolina, sometimes I fish uh, Lake Wiley, but my go-to spot is Jordan Lake. You can't go wrong with it. Um, so yeah, get you some family and friends, head out to the water, sit back and relax, get out there and fellowship, have you a good time, and uh, catch you some fish. Uh, like I said, they got to be at least 10 inches for you to uh, keep out there, and you can keep 20 per person. All right, y'all, now I want to give you a rundown of salt water. So when I'm saltwater fishing, I'm either using pen setups or I'm using dive setups. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to throw uh, a metal lure. Um, a guy I know that makes them, uh, I was actually his first, uh, paying customer. It's a guy by the name of Tim Steele. 
Um, he makes epoxy lures in all different sizes. He makes three quarters. He makes one ounce. He makes an ounce and a half. He makes two. He makes three ounces. Um, take your pick. Um, he makes them in all different shapes, sizes, and colors. Um, so what I do is I'm going to take a, uh, a Daiwa BG um, 4500. I'm going to put... Uh, power braid on it I usually run either 15 to 20 pound braid then with my pole um, you can use a tsunami airwave um, they got different types of poles but I'm gonna take my pole and I'm gonna match it to uh, my reel and to my line weight and then also to whatever type of uh, lures I'm throwing so my pole is rated for my main one that I'm using when I'm throwing for jigs is rated one ounce to uh, four ounces and it's a uh, extra fast action. So when I throw it out there and I get the fish, you can really feel it. It's got that good tip on it. You can uh, lock into the fish. It's got a good backbone on it. But um, So I'm going to take that braided line, put it on there. I'm going to run the line down. I'm going to put my swivel on there. Then with my lead line, I'm going to throw a uh, fluorescent lead line, usually uh, 25, 35 pounds. Then I'm going to tie a, a uni knot to that and I'm gonna put my lure on there so basically all I'm doing is I'm throwing that lure out into the water when I see fish um, or even sometimes when I don't see them I throw it out there reel it as fast as I can and trust me if that fish is in the water they're gonna take it I mean I've caught red drum with it I've caught uh, false albacore with it I've caught speckled trout Spanish mackerel um, flounders it's a really fun way to fish. Um, but the key to that is if you see bait balls out in the water and you can see the fish busting the bait, throw it right over top of that school. And then, like I said, just reel that lure as fast as you can. The fish out there, they're going to lock onto it. Um, another thing I like to do is uh, bottom fish. So I'm going to get me a, uh, a heavier pole and a bigger reel. So I use a pin. It's an 8,000. Then I'm going to throw a 10-foot uh, a rod on there. The braided line, I'm still using my Power Pro, but I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to use 30 to 50 pounds. Then for my lead line, I'm using 80 to 100-pound lead line. Um, sometimes I throw a Carolina rig, so that's basically using an egg sinker. You're going to put your line through that egg sinker, then run your swivel from your swivel. You're going to run your lead line to your hook. Um, it's all different types of bait you can use. You can use live bait. Um, you can use shrimp. You can use fresh mullet. Um, you can throw eel. It just depends on what you want to fish for. I mean, sometimes I even throw a whole bluefish out there to see what's going to hit it. Um, I don't call some big sharks like that. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of fun hooking to a big old shark or a stingray. But uh, nine times out of ten, um, I'm fishing for when I'm bottom fishing either red drum or a uh, black drum or flounders um, really good eating it's a whole bunch of fun to catch too um, so yeah for your uh your weight you need to use anywhere between one two three four five six even seven ounces it just depends on the current um, but also make sure that your um, your reel and your rod is set up and it can take that so anytime you go to the store, um, look on that backbone of that fishing pole and it'll let you know exactly what's, you know what I'm saying, it's prorated for. Um, 
But yeah, that's a, another fun way to fish. I'll I'll throw my bottom rig out and let it sit on the bottom and wait for something to hit. In the meantime, I walk in the beach. I'm throwing my jigs. Um, I throw that metal jig, or sometimes um, if I'm fishing for trout, I have a different pole, different setup. Um, it's called a dropper loop. So you have a jig head on the bottom, and then maybe 12 to 14 inches up, I'm going to tie a loop, put another jig head on there, and I'm going to tip it with curly tails. I'm going to throw that in the water. I'm going to reel it slow. Almost like when you're jigging for crappies, I do the same thing when I jig for crappies in the fresh water, just on a smaller scale. Um, reel that thing in slow when the trout's in the water. Speckled trout is really good eating if you never tried it in the salt water. That's one of my favorite fish to eat out of salt water. Trout and flounders all day, every day. Um, I mean, Spanish mackerel, they're good to eat, um, but I'll take a trout or a flounder over that. But as far as catching-wise and having fun, if you run into a school of Spanish and you're throwing a metal jig, man, if you've never done it before, come in this uh, April, because that's when I usually start catching them, April, May, June. Get out there, go to your different beaches, North Carolina, South Carolina. Make sure you read your rules and regulations book. Make sure you have your license. Um, get out there and have you a whole bunch of fun and catch you some fish. Spend some time with your family, your loved ones. Like I said, get out there and fellowship. Uh, make some memories, take some pictures, do some videos, get you some laughs in, um, and have you a good old time, man. But yeah, that's it for today's show, man. Love, peace, chicken grease. I'm out. Moss Outdoorsman was brought to you by Bobby Long and Alpha and Omega Bell Bobby, Randy Beach and AJ Voorhees, Crossroads Brand and MWD Outdoors, Todd Hare, from the Hair Ranch and TNT Custom Calls. Mike Sumner from the Sumner Group. Alex Bryce, AB Lighting and Electrical. And Mark Kaufman from Kaufman Painting. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune in next time for more pro tips and tricks on how to be the best outdoorsman that you can be. Scripture for today's episode comes to us from the book of Matthew chapter 4 beginning at verse 19 and also reading 20 he says then he said to me follow me and I will make you fishers of men they immediately left their nets and followed him remember he is the one that we should be following and we should be fishing for more than just those good old crappy let's fish for the kingdom Amen. Till the next time, y'all. God bless.